Welcome to another inspirational teaching by Pastor Charles Neiman, Senior Pastor of Abundant Living Faith Center. All right, are you guys ready? Got your Bibles with you tonight? Hold them up. Let me see your Bibles. Let me see them. Whether it's on your phone or a real Bible. Amen. Good deal. All right. Beautiful. Got a piece of paper, pen, something, jot down a note, a thought. You know, God speaks to you. You want to capture that thought? Amen. Let me see those. You should always come to church with your Bible, a piece of paper, and something to write with. Always. Always. You should always come. You know, always come. You should always come prepared. I mean, what, what do you, you, you come to learn, don't you? Amen. Amen. You should come prepared. I am a teacher. Right? Pastor, I, I didn't know we were back in school. You're always in school. Amen. Right. Okay, here we go. We're going to continue talking tonight about living a going forward life. Living a going forward life, or you could just call it going forward, right? But living a going forward life. And uh, this was birthed out of, out of, you know, the emphasis that I feel the Lord has given us as a church this year, which is the word grow. To embrace the idea of personal growth, family growth, church growth. That, that we embrace growth and, and growth, a part of growth whether you've connected those dots or not, now we will, is going forward that you look at it. And so as I was thinking on this some time ago, uh, I became aware of what I call three, three realities. Number one, that our Father wants our lives to go forward. Your God wants your life to go forward. He desires that. The word blessed, when the Bible says, when God says, I will bless you, one of the definitions of the word blessed means I will cause your life to go forward. So God wants your life to go forward. All right. Number two, it is amazing how many people's lives are in fact stagnated, are not going forward. In fact, are stagnated. The word stagnant means to cease to flow or run, to cease to flow or run, to stop developing to stop advancing or being usefully active. Would you kind of make a note of that thought? Usefully active. It's going to come up here in a few minutes, all right? As, as we look at some things, being usefully active, all right? And number three, right? It's amazing how many of us don't know how to go forward how to do it. Well, we may desire it. We may want it. We may see the, the brilliance of the idea, but how do I move the rock, right? How do I, okay, pastor, I want to go forward, but what do I do? I mean, I, I don't know how. And it's really sad uh, that that's that way, okay? So people don't know how to go forward. Why? Because tragically, we are surrounded with people I don't mean this critically. To me, it's just an observation that I, so I can be aware that we are surrounded with people, good people. I'm not saying they're bad people, but we're surrounded with people who believe and accept 
and live in and embrace the idea of accepting stagnation. Now, they wouldn't call it that, but in fact, that is that. You hear things like, don't rock the boat. No one in our family has ever. This isn't Dallas you know. What's wrong with you? The real message, you might want to write this down, of stagnation is settle. Just settle. Hmm? But this isn't the career I dreamed of. Settle for it. Right? Hmm? When I got married, I didn't think our marriage would be like this. Well, settle for it. So we're taught to settle. And we don't know how to go forward because we don't see examples of going forward. So I said to you at the first week that I, as I've meditated on this, thought about it, and thought about it in my own life, that in order to go forward, you have to see going forward in your life as a possibility. That I, I didn't say as a probability, I just said as a possibility. That it's possible your life could go forward. And then to believe that God wants it to happen in your life, write this down, and throughout your entire life, not just for a season, but that your life go forward all the days of your life. Psalm 92 verse 14 says that you will bear fruit even in your old age. So that's a life that's going forward. Can I hear a good amen? That's a life that is continuing to grow. So we don't have to stagnate. All right. Now, last week I said to you that I believe that in order to go forward, Philippians chapter 3, 13, 14, 15 lays it out. We're not going to go back. I'm just going to drop two words on you. Paul said that in order to go forward, there's one thing you got to do, right? It's one A and one B, right? You got to forget the past and press forward. Forget the past and press forward. And isn't it amazing? You know, I've been thinking about all day how you forget the past, but the past doesn't forget you. How about that, huh? And how it just kind of circles back around. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Right? Somebody you haven't seen in 20 years suddenly shows up and wants to take you back to the past. Right? Wants to take you back to old thinking, old strife, old fighting. Does anybody know what I'm talking about tonight, right? I mean, they just, wow. You know, we forget the past, but the past doesn't forget us. And so what you got to do, Pastor, what do you got to do then? You got to forget it again. 
Hmm? And you got to just give it a glance, see it. It has a sign on the front that says the past. <laughs> and it stinks because it's past and I'm going forward. Uh, there's still more out there for me. Amen. So I want to go forward. Amen. Amen. All right. So enough of that. Turn in your Bible tonight to second Peter chapter two, second Peter chapter two. All right. I want us to look at something here. I think you're going to like this and this is going to build in the next week. Second Peter. Where is that pastor? Right after first Peter. I'm sure that helped you a lot. All right. Second Peter chapter two. It's back towards the end of the New Testament after the book of Hebrews. Okay. Second Peter chapter two. All right. Go with me to verse 22. Ooh. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb. Now the proverb there is 20, Proverbs 26, 11. We'll go look at that in a moment. The dog is turned to his own vomit again and the sow or the pig that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Now, put a marker there. We're going to come back to it if you would. And gold me to Proverbs 26, 11. All right. Now watch what he says. He changes it just a little bit. As a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool returns to his folly. All right. Now, I don't know which proverb hurts the most. That God would call me a dog, a pig, or a fool. Neither one of them or any of them are flattering. Amen. All right. And so let's go back. Let's go back to Peter. Pastor, I just got to Proverbs. That's okay. Go back to Peter. All right. Trust me on Proverbs 26, 11. All right. So he said that this is true, that a dog returns to his own vomit again. Have you ever seen a? Yeah, you have. And the pig that was washed to him wallowing in the mire. Now, the, the context of this is that in the verses prior to this, Peter is warning Christians about getting away from the gospel of Christ, going back into, into lifestyle that they came out of, and he warns them, and he's telling them, don't let it happen to you, right? And don't, because this proverb is true, it happens, and you have to be on guard not to let it happen. How many would say amen to that, right? It does happen, and you have to be on guard that you don't let it happen in your life. Okay, so we're going to break this down. First of all, I would say, I put in my notes next to this verse, this is a dangerous lifestyle. Right? This is a dangerous lifestyle. Going back. Going back. Look at it again. It says, for the dog is turned to his own vomit again. Now, I'm going to give you a lot of definitions. Here we go. The word turn there is very powerful. It really speaks. It says to return to error. To return to error. To return to error. So taking Proverbs 26 and what he said, that a fool returns to his error. A fool returns to his error. 
mm, how am I going to go forward if I keep going back to stuff that doesn't work? Come on, let's grow up tonight. Amen? Amen? Right? I don't understand it. Every time I do that, my wife gets mad. Well, then quit doing it. You know, I don't understand. Every time I do that, my husband gets upset. Then why are you continuing to do it? I don't understand that every time I do this at work, I get chewed out by the boss. Well, then quit doing that. Why do you keep, don't get mad at me. Why do we keep going back to our error? Hmm? Now, remember, last week we, told, we learned about that we, we, we don't go back. Jesus said a man that puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not worthy or is not going to enjoy the benefits of the kingdom of God. So I've got to think forward. Come on. Amen. I'm going to go forward and I'm not going to keep returning to my error. I'm going to learn from my errors and go forward. I'm going to make a change. I'm going to go forward. I'm going to, you know, I know I quote this to you all the time. You probably hear it other places too, you know, but Albert Einstein one time defined insanity. He said insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. And every time you do it, you think it's going to produce a different fruit, a different result. Wow. You know, that's like a guy that keeps planting oranges and he's mad because he doesn't have apples. But he keeps planting oranges. Right? And I mean, you know, if we saw that, if they showed us that on TV, we'd go, what an idiot. What a dummy. What a, what's wrong with that guy? So let's make sure that people can't look at us and go, what's wrong with you? You just keep going back to the same stuff that just keeps not working. Amen? And I think that Jesus chose these words carefully to get our attention. To kind of slap us a little bit in the face and wake us up. Because no one wants to be referred to as a dog or a pig or a fool. Hmm? No, I don't. Hmm? I have a friend, pastor friend of mine and he was walking through his office one day. And he's a really easygoing guy. And he was walking through his office one day and one of the younger staff members came out and said, hey, dog. I said, how did you react to that? He went, I just looked at him and said, I don't know what you mean by that, but I ain't your dog. Dog. Amen. All right? So we understand it in the Bible context, right? Oh, I lost some of you there. You think, hey, that pastor didn't have much of a sense of humor. <laughs> to him, it was an insult. All right? He said, the dog is turned, so it returned, returned to his vomit. Now write this down. This is so powerful. Are you ready? This is such a lesson in human nature. I'm, I'm telling you, if you read this book and you study it, it can absolutely revolutionize your life. Revolutionize your life. Give you answers to things that people don't get. 
The word vomit there means things that you hold in contempt. Things that you hold in contempt. Now think with me now. If I'm going to go forward, I can't go back to things that I held in contempt. Have you ever had this experience like I have? I hate it when I do that. I hate that. Hmm? I hate it when I act that way. I hate it when I respond like that. I hate it. I just hate when I do that. Right? And I'm, I'm never going to do that again till next time. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Right? We hold it in contempt. Listen, I, you know me. I got to look words up, man. So I was curious... You know, uh, we hold it in contempt. The dictionary says contempt is disapproval tinged with disgust. So I'm, there, there's a danger that I find this behavior or this thinking or this attitude, whatever it is, disgusting, and yet you go back to it. Hmm. I hate the way I feel when I act that way. And yet we go back to it. How? Why? How come? Hmm? He said the pig goes back to its mire. The word mire is worse than you think it is. It's dirt, filth. Are you ready? Manure. Did the Bible just say, did, did the Bible just say, did it say, no, it couldn't have said, but it did say that we go back to our, It didn't, but it did. Does God have our attention? It's a disgusting picture. And I think it's disgusting on purpose because God is doing his best to say, wake up, Charles. Wake up. So how do I stop it? I think you stop it by telling yourself, I'm not a pig, I'm not a dog, and I'm not a fool. I'm a child of God, and I'm not going to keep them, I'm not going to live this way. I'm not a pig, I'm not a dog, and I'm not a fool. I'm, come on, say it with me. I'm not a pig, I'm not a dog, and I'm not a fool. Amen? I'm living to a higher standard. Thank you very much. I'm not a pig, I'm not a dog, and I'm not a fool. Amen? Now, did you get that? Now, I want to talk to you about something else tonight, okay? In that, that ends one part of the teaching. Here's another part. Here's a characteristic that, that I believe all of us have 
but maybe it's underdeveloped. And we need to become aware of it and focus it and develop it and feed it and nurture it. And it's this. It takes a lot of determination to live a going forward life. A lot of determination to live a going forward life. Can I state the obvious? That's why a lot of people don't live a going forward life. Because it takes a lot of determination to live a going forward life. Why? Why does it take so much determination? Because there are so many obstacles in our way to get us to not live a going forward life. There are entities in the earth that don't want you to live a going forward life. They want you to settle. They want you to accept. They want you to be content. They want you to just settle in and not put pressure on them to improve the world you live in, the city you live in, the country you live in, the products you buy. They want you to settle. Hmm. They want us to accept things and just go, oh, well, what are you going to do? Not settle. Hmm. I'm not going to buy that product anymore. You lied to me. I'm not going to vote for you anymore. You lied to me. Right? So, but bigger than that is your personal life and your personal relationships. It takes a lot of determination to keep your marriage going forward. It takes a lot of determination to keep your health going forward. It takes a lot of determination to keep your kids going forward. Make no mistake, my family, there are, there are thoughts and ideas coming at your kids every day to get them to settle. Kids at school. People around them. Settle. 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 Don't let, them ha don't let it happen. Teach, a, teach the gospel to them. Amen. Now, what is determination? It is the act of coming, listen to this, it is the act of coming to a decision and or fixing or settling a purpose. Coming to a decision and fixing or setting a purpose. Listen to this. I was looking this up in a secular dictionary, and I like this dictionary I use because uh, I found it years ago. I probably had this dictionary for 50 years. And I always think about buying a new one, but the new ones don't have this feature. So I keep using this old one because this old one I have, a lot of the words, not all of them, but a lot of the words, they give the meaning of the word in Middle English. A lot of people think the King James text was written in Old English. It wasn't. It was written in that time that they call Middle English. So there was Old English, Middle English, and then Modern or Present English, okay? Of course, words change over time, right? We use them differently, like bad. I mean, bad actually means bad, and it also means really, 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 really exceptional. Oh, man, that's bad. Hmm? 
they're having this big car auction out in Scottsdale right now, uh, Barrett Jackson, and I, I go home at night and watch it. I mean, is that, is, that, is that sad or what, right? But anyway, I watch it, right? And I live vicariously through the guys that are buying those cars. And, uh, you know, wow, wow, these, they bring these <laughs> cars across the platform, man. And you're like, I didn't even, I, 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 I didn't even know that existed, but I want one now. <laughs> and... Um, you know, the, I was watching it last night and uh, they brought this truck and I'm not that big of a truck guy, but they brought this truck across and I was like, oh my God, that's bad. That's bad. That's really bad. Oh my Lord. Wow. I'm glad it's on tape delay or I'd be calling and trying to buy it. All right. So anyway, uh, so we, you know, we use words like that. So the Middle English word for determination, you're going to like this. You might want to write it down. It means to set a boundary. To set a boundary. So as I thought about that, I asked myself this question. Are there boundaries in my life? Are there boundaries in my life? And if so, what are they and where are they? Are there boundaries in my life? And if so, where are they and what are they? And do they need to be moved? Do they need to be brought in? Are my boundaries too broad? Do they need to be brought in? Or are they so narrow they need to be taken out? But are there boundaries in my life? Why do I ask that? Pastor, you're talking about going forward because a life without boundaries can produce a stagnant life. What do I mean by that? What was the part of the definition of the word stagnant I told you to remember? That you are no longer usefully active. Usefully active. You're active, but it's not useful. It's not beneficial. It's not taking you forward. You've gone off sideways. And a lot of times, a lot of people, if you live without boundaries, I'm going to be blunt with you, you're going to waste your life. You know why? Because you're going to go anywhere and everywhere. There's no boundary. So you'll go there. You'll go here. You're over here. You're over there. There's no boundary. You cannot win a race if you don't stay in your lane. Lanes are boundaries. You got to have boundaries in your life. You got to have boundaries to your temper. You have to have boundaries to your appetite. You have to have boundaries to your spending. You have to have boundaries in your relationship. You need to have boundaries in, in what you think about sexually. You need to have boundaries in your life. You have to have boundaries. You have to have boundaries that you live in. Come on, talk to me. You got we got to have boundaries. Why? Because I want to go forward and I can't go forward if I don't have boundaries because I'll be over here and over there and back here and up there and over there instead of going forward because boundaries keep you going forward. And boundaries are determined. You set the boundary. You determine the boundary. You set it. So what are your boundaries going to be? And how are you going to set those boundaries? What rule are you going to use to set the boundary? You know where I'm taking you. 
I suggest you use God's word to set your boundaries. If God says live this way, that's my boundary. If God says don't go there, I don't go there. I don't go there. If God says don't go there, yeah, but I think, I know we, we know what you think and your thinking keeps producing error. So quit holding it up like it's brilliance. Hmm? Well, but I'm entitled to what I think. Yes, you are. So am I. I'm entitled to what I think. But if my thinking's not working, then change your thinking. Amen. And a part of that is setting boundaries, setting boundaries. You set boundaries. Do I have boundaries? Hmm? Cause if I don't, I'm going to use, I'm going to end up not being usefully active, active Right? Active. A lot of energy going out, but we're not going anywhere. Hmm? A lot of fighting going on at the house, but we're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. We're not going forward, that's for certain. Now, we may be going round and round the table, but we're not going forward. So somebody's got to come in and set some boundaries. Amen? Amen. How many of you love that? Is that good teaching or what? Right? That's good teaching. Right? Straight from the Bible. So the boundaries in my life. If not, I want to have them. Listen, it takes determination to go forward, to believe the promise more than the past. That was quite a statement. It takes determination to go forward, to believe the promise more than the past. You'll never amount to anything. You're stupid. You'll never amount to anything. No one will ever believe in you. You'll never amount to anything. You'll never amount to anything. You'll never amount to anything. No one in our family, you'll never amount to anything. Ba, 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 ba. Right, don't know why I married you. You're an idiot. You're stupid. You'll never amount to anything. You couldn't live without me. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't even have sense of coming out from outside. You're stupid. You're dumb. It takes determination to go forward from the past. To believe the promise that of God before you, who can be against you? That when God begins a good work in you, he will complete that good work in your lifetime. That God has set his divine nature on the inside of you. That you are a child of God. You are a daughter of God. You are destined to be an overcomer. God has pre-programmed you to overcome, to, to be more than a conqueror. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. If God before you, you're whatever that's back there cannot be against you unless I don't change that thinking with his thinking. And I take a promise instead of a persecution. I take a promise instead of a, of a negativity. I take a promise, right? So it takes determination to go forward from the past to believe the promise more than the past, get ready, and to believe the promise more than the present. Sometimes it's easier to get released from the past than it is from the present. 
Why? Because you're in it. You're in the present situation. It takes determination to go forward. What has helped me to go forward? Jeremiah 29, 11. I have a hope and a future for you. I have a hope and a future for you. God said, I have a hope and a future for you. I know the purpose, right? What is determination? To set a purpose, right? God has set a purpose. God has set a determination for my life and your life that he has a hope and a future. So here's what I've been praying lately. Maybe it'll help you. Lately, I've been praying a lot and saying this, saying, you know what, Lord? I leave my hope and my future and I choose your hope and your future. I take your hope and your future for my life. I relinquish mine. I give it up. I don't even want to talk about it. Reveal to me your hope and your future for my life. I am submitted to your authority. I want your hope and your future for my life. Make my life what you want it to be, not what I would like it to be. Make it what you want it to be. I choose your hope and your future. Does that make sense to you? Amen? To choose God's hope and God's future, right? And I'm telling you right now, my future is not mud and vomit. Just thought I'd bring that back around. Can I show you a going forward statement that I love? Joshua 24. Love this statement. Love it. Revolutionized my life. I saw this statement 50 years ago, well, 48 years ago. Joshua. Where are you, Josh? There you are, right after Deuteronomy. Joshua 24. Man, I look forward to meeting Joshua. Not right away, Lord. But I do look forward to meeting him. I do. I want to meet Joseph and Joshua and Nehemiah. Yes. Not right now. Joshua. Twenty four. Verse 14, Joshua speaking, he said, Now therefore fear the Lord, or live your life in deep reverential sense of accountability to God, and serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, and the Amorites were those that were just totally in love with themselves, believed that their thoughts, their ideas were superior to God's thoughts and God's ideas. I don't know. Do you think there's any Amorites in the world today? In whose land you dwell, but as for me and my house... Huh? Right? But as for me and my house, say it with me, we will serve the Lord. You knew that verse and didn't even know where it was. It's one of those verses. It's one of those verses that just jumps out of the Bible like the Lord is my shepherd, right? People don't even know the Bible. 
You say, you know, I have people tell me all the time, are you a pastor? Yeah. Oh, the Lord is my shepherd. I said, where is that? It's in the Bible. <laughs> this is one of those verses. But now you know it. Now you know the context. Look at the context again. Let's bring it out of Joshua's time into our time. Joshua was surrounded with a bunch of people that weren't as committed as he was. And they were messing around and looking at the gods. Well, you talk about dogs going back to their vomit and pigs back to their mire. And Joshua just flat out says, you know what? I'm just telling you. This is what I think you ought to do. You ought to make a decision. But as for me and my house, we're going forward with the Lord. I don't know what the rest of you are going to do, but we're going forward. That's it. We're going forward. I don't know what the rest of you are doing, but we're going forward. Hope you come with us, but we're going forward. That's a man that set a boundary. That's a man that determined. That's a man that says, you know what? I'm not going to be infected by the pollution of the world. Me and my house, we're going forward. I hope the rest of you come. Love for you to come. It's a great journey. But as for me and my house, we're going forward. We're going to go forward serving the Lord. Amen? That is a going forward life. Hmm? Decide in your heart tonight that God has blessed you to go forward. God has blessed you to go forward. Hmm? 1 Corinthians 3, verse 6. Go home and look at it tonight. Listen to this verse. It says, I plant, I water. God gives the increase. I plant, I water. God gives the increase. To me, that's a going forward life. I'm going to plant, I'm going to water. I'm going to make the right choices. I'm going to make good decisions. I'm not going to go back to my vomit. I'm not going to go back to my air. I'm not going to go back to my mire. I'm not going to go back to that stuff. I'm not going to keep going back to stuff that I find disgusting, that I hold in contempt. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to plant. I'm going to water. I'm going to plant good seed in my life. I'm going to water good seed in my life. I'm going to put some boundaries there, but God's going to give the increase. God's going to cause my life to go forward. God's going to take it forward. Amen. It's not all up to me. I'm empowered by God. You're empowered by God to go forward. You're empowered by God to go forward. You're not doing it all by yourself. Don't be overwhelmed by the amount of effort. God is going to get in and put the wind in your sails. You're going to go forward. Amen? All right. Well, I had some more, but I've run out of time. So that means I've got my lesson done for next week already. Amen. All right. Stand to your feet with me, please. Are you glad you came to church tonight? Amen. Amen. Would you give the Lord a great hand clap for his word? Amen. Would you lift your hands towards heaven with me? Say this out loud. Say this with me tonight. Don't leave yet. It's only 823. It's only 8.23. Our church isn't over till 8.30. I don't want you, I don't, I don't, I don't want the flea of a thousand, fleas of a thousand camels to be in your bed tonight. Don't, don't leave me. Say this with me tonight. I decide. I, decide. I, am, determined I am determined that my life, my, life, my, family, my family, my church, my church we're, going forward, we're going forward. Not stagnant. Not, stagnant. not, not stopped. Not, stopped. not settled. I'm going to say, I've set boundaries in my life. And God, I put those boundaries before you. If they're too broad, show me. And I'll narrow them. If they're too narrow, 
show me, and I'll widen them. But I set boundaries on my emotions, my mind, my heart, my desires. I set boundaries. I'm going to live according to you. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That is my, 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 my quest. That is my goal to serve, to go forward with and to the Lord. In Jesus' name. Now give the Lord a great hand clap for just a moment. Amen. Beautiful. Can I have every head bowed and every eye closed for two? Thank you for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed today's message. For information on teaching material or questions about our church, please visit us at alfc.com.